G'day, Nick. Hello, listeners. All right, Warwick. You're probably the coolest person in my life. God, that's a stretch. But anyway, we'll go with it. Oh, that's really, I don't believe you now. No, well, you know, I'm I'm trying to put it out there for the, the joke of the episode. So are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Which of Santa's friends do you believe is the most chill? No. Jack Frost. Oh, dear. Welcome to the Tradies and Business Podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. I was going Frosty the Snowman or something. Oh, you would have been. I would have given you that one and it would have been the first time this entire year that you guessed the joke. Now, for our private podcast listeners, the joke was definitely on me with one of your jokes recently, Nicole. Uh, some of our tradiepreneurs do listen to this show still, committed listeners. But uh, yes, I really struggled with one of your jokes uh, a few weeks ago, Nick. So I'm a bit wary. Context around that. I'm a bit wary. It's not that well, my joke was bad. It was that it caught you out big time and you had oh, no idea what the joke was until it finally landed mental blank i don't know what was going on there anywho um ai can fix that it can until it was most of my jokes that's my attempt at segueing into today's episode which is not exactly about ai although i think we're going to be talking more about this uh as 2024 unfolds as well especially for you our trade business listeners, um, there are many ways that you can use it in your business. And I suspect we're going to learn about some of those today with our guest, Tony Van Eyck from BirdEye. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Oh, thanks very much for having me. <laughs> no worries. I now realize I should have come up with some sort of joke about a bird. So it was kind of topical. But anyway, I've obviously let that pass me by, haven't I? Well, I, I think bird's eye and, and deep fried chips, but we're not talking oh, about yeah. chips or seagulls today, are we, Tony? That's right. A lot of our uh, customers, when people first hear the word bird eye, they, they ask us if that's bird's eye and they're kind of a little bit concerned why bird's eye is calling them. Um, but, um, <laughs> that's a product it. recall. Yeah, there yeah. was some plastic in our bag of deep fried wedges. <laughs> um, so um, who is bird eye, Tony, first and foremost? Then we can dig into who Tony Van Eyck is. Yeah, um, look, BirdEye, we're actually the, the world's uh, leading uh, online reputation and uh, customer experience platform. So um, we work with, uh, you know, just over 130,000 uh, local brands and businesses now. Um, and, you know, a, a large majority of those are actually in the, the trades and services space. Of course. I mean, trades and services is one of the biggest sectors uh, within the economy. It's just, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Most businesses are service businesses. Um, yeah, well, well, look, you know, and, and we work with, um, I think, from all ends of the spectrum, um, you know, in trades as well, you know, from, you know, residential to commercial to, you know, single operators on the roads to, to large enterprise uh, trades businesses as well. So we're, uh, you know, across the full spread. Cool, cool. Tony, uh, what about yourself, mate? How did you get to be involved with BirdEye and uh, what's your backstory, mate? Yeah, my, my um, you know, story working with BirdEye is probably a, a, a little bit different uh, to most, actually. So, um, you know, before my uh, time at BirdEye, I 
uh, actually founded and, and, and built a company that uh, is, I guess, of, of a similar nature, um, you know, if you will. And, um, you know, that business was uh, at a stage where we were, uh, you know, really looking to grow to the next level. And, you know, we probably had, you know, 100 staff or so. Um, and then, you know, we actually had an opportunity uh, to uh, be acquired by uh, BirdEye. Um, so uh, our team actually, you know, merged to become, you know, part of BirdEye. And, um, you know, the reason that we, you know, chose to do that is when we were looking at, you know, who actually has the best product in the world, um, you know, in our space, um, you know, that was uh, that was certainly BirdEye. So, yeah, probably a, a little bit of a different, um, you know, path to, to most people. Wow. So a big fish got swallowed by an even bigger fish. Yeah, yeah that's a uh, that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, we would say went into some sort of partnership instead of being eaten, but uh, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Certainly, I it's, cut uh, you off at the knees, Tony. But I'm sure there were some dollar signs in front of the being eaten part. Uh, you know, it was um, look. It's actually been a um, you know, a, a great outcome for you know everyone involved. Nice, nice. Tony, what were you doing before you were building that amazing company that was? partnered up to BirdEye? Well, if you want an even more untraditional, uh, you know, path to that, um, I actually, before that, um, uh, well, I'll say first, I, I was actually doing sales on behalf uh, of technology companies. So technology companies would come to us and, and we would recruit and train sales teams on their behalf. But, um, you know, prior to that, I was actually a, a Kentucky tour guide in the Greek islands of all things. So. <laughs> right. Fantastic. So yeah, when when people see a resume, they're kind of like, "How did it go from this to this?" <laughs> oh dear! I can actually see how those skills would be really transferable to sales, being um, a guide of any kind, really, because you're you're there, and actually quite transferable to what you're doing now. It's all about um, the customer experience, isn't it, and managing their expectations and and what it feels like to have that end result for them with their holiday. So I can actually see, mind you, it looks a little wobbly but i can see how you got from a to b to where you are now yeah, I'm, I'm glad you can connect the dots i think some other people uh have struggled with that in the past <laughs> do you deal with many drunk people in your, in your role mode? hangovers uh, yeah look it's certainly certainly not the the number of them that i, I i'm used to that's that's for sure in my previous life like herding cats although you, you could argue that you know running a, a plus employee organization could feel a bit like trying to get 75 hangovers onto a bus in, on time for the next uh yeah, you know that, that there's uh you know more similarities than, than you'd uh than you'd believe actually so I can, I can create an analogy out of anything tony so uh as a lover of analogies i'm uh i'm very supportive of that so don't worry <laughs> nice. oh no i got oh. two of you on the one podcast it's be <laughs> episode listeners oh dear so uh I guess in looking at what BirdEye does and, and some of the essence of what they talk about, this whole thing of reputation management, um, I think a lot of trade businesses overlook this when it comes to part of their marketing. A lot of a lot of our listeners might think that marketing involves uh, vehicle signage and you know perhaps sponsoring a local footy club and doing some email marketing, running ads on social media, but. Um, in terms of, and we've had some episodes on the podcast over nine years, of course, where we talk about marketing and what it is and what it isn't. Um, but reputation management is probably something a bit different to what most tradies would think they should be paying attention to, Tony. 
Yeah. And I think like uh, all of those uh, items that you spoke about actually like, you know, play an important uh, part in, you know, like a marketing ecosystem. And mm. um, what we talk to people about is with online reputation specifically, um, it's not actually necessary designed to replace anything that you're currently doing. It's actually designed to complement. And if you think about like some of those other you know, pieces that, uh, you know, people will do, right, is it might be the, you know, the, the sign as an example on the side of their car, right, is when you see that or, you know, sponsor the local footy team, the, generally the first thing that people will then do is go Google that business. Mm. And if you've seen the sign or you've seen the sponsorship as an example, but then you go to Google and you read either A, they don't have any reviews or B, unfortunately, if you don't pay attention to your online reputation, you're a lot more likely to get negative reviews than you are positive. So sometimes if people don't have any strategy for reputation, they might only have four or five reviews online, but those four or five reviews could be negative. So that money you've just spent on paid media, that money you've just spent on sponsoring local sports team, on, on you know doing letterbox drops, all those types of things as an example, um, you could actually undo all of that um, by having a poor reputation. Mm. And then on the opposite side of that, is if you're going to spend significant amount of money in other forms of marketing, I go, you could actually double down on it because people go, okay, I saw he sponsored the local sports team. That's one. But then I've also just read their 200 or 300, you know, Google reviews. Um, so now it's like, there's no doubt I'm going to call that, um, you know, particular business. And I just think like, although reviews are important in all industries, like, I don't know if I can think of one that's like more important than trades um, because in so many cases you're like going to someone's home like it's the most important part of people's life and like if you think where reputation is going to matter like I can't think of an area more important than if someone's going to come to my home I want to make sure they're a, you know trustworthy person great business etc mm. only one other area I always check the um, reviews for and that's my doctors and generally they don't have any reviews they could do with yeah. a lot of <laughs> reputation management that's for sure so, but you you still do the the old fashioned thing of word of mouth, right? I'm I seek out my friendship base in the area that I'm in, and so I'm thinking about going to this particular doctor or surgeon or whatever. What's your feedback? What what's your experience has been like, or what have you heard? Um, and so this is, I guess, bird eye. The idea of bird eye is that we are ramping that up in a way that becomes digital and somewhat controllable. Yeah, and and look, word of mouth. Um, you know, if you think about the most effective, you know, form of marketing, I, I don't think you'll find a, a better one than than word of mouth, right? But once again, it's like it's word of mouth, then potentially into that, you know, online reputation. Mm. Um, and although like online reputation is like our, I'll call it our core product where most people know about us and where most people come to us, um, we actually have a, a product called referrals, which is essentially a digital um, word of mouth product where instead of most people have things like referral codes and stuff like that, that they'll have set up. Um, but the problem is how do you actually track who shares your referrals? Mm -hmm. And then from those referrals, what customers come from that? Mm -hmm. So we have a part of our platform closes the loop on that. And we talk about it being like a, a modern day uh, word of mouth advertising uh, solution because it is so powerful, but you can also kind of like supercharge it if you will with, um, you know, a, a little bit of digital magic. So Tony, can you give us a broad overview of what BirdEye does? Because there's quite a few, uh, what, what am I going to call them, ideas that you work towards. So there's a few applications that, that BirdEye can be practical for. 
Yeah, I think um, when people go on our website and they look at the product page, it can be quite overwhelming. Uh, we have a lot of different, um, you know, products that we offer. But if we were to think about like traditionally, you know, what do we do and like how do we help trades businesses? Like if you think about the BirdEye, you know, platform as a whole, um, it's designed to help uh, businesses attract potential customers that are looking for the products or services you offer, right? So if we think about maybe I'm a local plumber as an example, I'll most likely want to get jobs around my, you know, geographical region that I operate in. So our the first part of our platform is designed to put you in in front of as many of those people that are searching for those services as possible. And predominantly, um, that is on Google Maps will be our predominant area that we help people in, in that region. So that's kind of like the first start. And we talk about that as the attract module of our product. Mm-hmm. The second module uh, of our you know, services is how do we help you convert as many of those searches or potential prospects uh, into actual paying customers? And that's where things like the reviews come in. So we say, if they find you, they're most likely going to read your reviews. Mm-hmm. After, if you've got great reviews, the next thing that's going to happen is they're most likely going to visit your website. So what we then do is we then use you know, AI-based uh, chatbots or live chat to help you convert as many of those potential visitors into customers as possible. And then the final piece of our, our platform, we talk about this as engage and delight, is once you've got a customer, how do you actually provide the best possible experience for them? So that's, is it easy or hard to book with your business as an example? You know, after you've finished the job, what's the experience like to pay? Mm-hmm. Is it frictionless as an example, or is it, you know, you're sending me an invoice via email? And then post that, how do we actually follow up after the service with the idea of either getting repeat business off you, or if not repeat business, how would we potentially generate a referral from you? So the actual platform itself, although there is lots of different you know, modules and parts of the product, depending on how your business operates, what size of the business you are, et cetera, it's essentially in those four modules, which is attract, convert, uh, engage, and delight are the, are the four modules of, of what we would help people with. Tony, there's lots of standalone systems that are doing parts of what you're talking about here. What's the advantage of utilizing a system that can do all of it for you? Yeah, I think, um, and there's 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 two parts to that question. So uh, our platform is designed to be uh, all in one, and that's positive from two areas. So one is vendor consolidation. So mm-hmm. instead of paying multiple vendors to do the same thing, you can pay one, and you normally get some you know cost efficiencies there. So that that will be the first place. Um, the second thing is, and I think probably most business owners and and myself included as well could uh, say they're guilty of this is buying software and then not actually using it um, because you kind of like forget because you've got so many different like subscriptions and services. It's like, oh, I've got a little bit here, a little bit here. So like you can you can underutilize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the other final piece about, you know, BirdEye specifically is one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is the number of integrations that we also have with really common, you know, job management systems. So like a really common one for us is like a business like ServiceMate as an example. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of our clients that use ServiceMate. Mm-hmm. BirdEye natively integrates with ServiceMate. So they're already doing the work in ServiceMate. Mm-hmm. So they don't actually have to think. If they press job complete in ServiceMate, 
it then connects directly to BirdEye and then that process, you know, kind of starts. So like all in one is one, but also the advantage is having systems that, you know, integrate and no difference if you use like a zero or a MyOb as an example, we also have direct integrations with those as well. Hey, is this something, because it all sounds to me, I'm thinking about every tradie that I know and they're busy at the end of the day and they've just run into the house and they're feeling stressed and overwhelmed. There's another hundred things to do. This sounds great. They're listening to the podcast and they think, wow, what a fantastic idea. And how on earth am I going to implement that into my business? Is this mm. hard to do? Or is it something that is um, A, either really simple or B, it's you have a system that helps them set it up in a very easy way? Yeah. So um, uh, most, um, you know, software companies today, I think they'll do a self onboarding process, right? So you buy a piece of software, you can watch video tutorials and, and things like that. And then it's normally up to you, right? That's the whole model, software as a service. Um, the the difference is with us, if a, a client does sign up to our software, is there isn't an, a fair bit of work in the initial setup, mm-hmm. but that's actually done one-on-one with an onboard and implementation specialist. And it's normally done over about three to four hours over the course of their first two weeks using the platform. Mm-hmm. So we have someone that sets up and integrates the platform for them. We then have someone that teaches them how to use the platform. And then the third is we have someone that goes, and it's the same person that then goes through like, you know, specific use cases uh, for them on how they're going to use it. So depending on like what modules of the platform, you know, people use, some of it is, you know, set up and forget where Mm -hmm. you don't actually have to do anything. And then secondly is like, if you are a business today that's already using an existing, you know, job management system, um, a lot of the processes once it's set up is is entirely automated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we you know mentioned AI earlier today, but there's like if we think about like online reputation, is the plat- our platform can help you generate reviews. That's no worries. Every time you complete a job, we'll send out a review. What we can then do is every time you get a review, we can post that to your social media for you automatically. Mm-hmm. And then we can also use AI to actually respond to all of your reviews for you as well. So if you don't want to be involved in any part of that process, our system, once we've set it up, the hours of involvement from you, if you will, mm-hmm. will be zero. Mm-hmm. Now, for other businesses, they use our, part of our tool is like creating and posting to their social media. So yeah. you do one post and then our system can put on Facebook, Google, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera. You can either go in there and write all the posts yourself. Obviously, mm-hmm. that will take some time, right? But secondly to that is inside the platform, um, you can actually just use AI. You can write, you write, give it a prompt and you'll say like, I'm a plumber um, in, uh, you know, uh, Bronte, New South Wales. Please create me, you know, 24 social media posts, if you will, over the course of the next 12 months. And then it can just create it for you. So like as a once off, there'll be some work, but like every day or every week, um there's not a lot of it and like we just focus a lot on automations and integrations honey if you're focusing on the automations and integrations then i receive a negative review and the normal automation is that it will go off and post it everywhere clearly i don't want everyone to know i've received a negative review and i want it to be responded to in a positive way because it's a great opportunity to continue to market your business um how does that work what does that actually look like so, so from the, the remarketing piece, um, the platform only remarkets reviews with five stars. 
Um, so that that would be the first piece. Um, Good idea. <laughs> and, uh, and the second piece on the response piece, as a general rule of thumb, the most common automation we have set up is it'll automatically respond if it's four or five stars. Mm-hmm. And then if it's three stars or below, we actually send an email to the business to say, hey, you've received a, a, a three-star review or a two-star review. And then it gives you some examples of like how you should approach it. So it's like general rule of thumb, like reach out to the customer. If you believe the review was not genuine as well, because sometimes people get reviews that like people have never engaged with your business or like it's a competitor or those types of things. Mm-hmm. And you can, in some cases, get those reviews removed. So mm-hmm. then it kind of gives you a bit of like, this is what you could do in that um, you know, instance, if you will. So um, automation and integrations are great in all areas, but like not you know not not in certain areas like you know that is if you will perfect you look like no. you're <laughs> i want to go back to the diy nature of tradies oh. and the fact that well i don't know if it's a fact or not my observation is that because of their tendency to be doing things to fix other people's problems they just won't let go of all this stuff uh and they just they think they can well, either do a better job themselves or they're just addicted to doing it themselves. They haven't thought of a, the fact that someone else can do it. How do you overcome that with your customers? Because obviously you have a, a stack of tradies using the platform. What's What's been some of the big shifts for them in going, oh, this is so much better uh, versus the way I used to do it before? Yeah, well, I would firstly say we... We can't change everyone because there are some you know, businesses, as you know, um, that are, are stuck in the, the, I'll say the dark ages a little bit where I just go like, you know, they're not going to embrace, um, you know, t- technology. And um, I'll give you a, um, a, a good example, actually. I just um, I just finished a renovation um, at my house. We had, and I trades people on two opposite ends of the spectrum. Um I had one tradesperson, which was a, a painter that, to be fair, did come from a personal uh, personal recommendation. Um, and, you, you know, he, it was the most frustrating experience that I've ever had dealing with someone. He was really old school. He, like, did everything by text or pieces of paper. Like, when he gave me a quote, it was, like, a physical piece of paper. Yeah. Um, there was no way to, like, communicate with him as an example like he texted me how much it was at the end, just said like, can you pay me cash? Like it was just like a totally, <laughs> totally like crazy experiences. And, and and I just went like, that's not what a modern day customer expects dealing with a tradesperson today. Mm-hmm. And although he came from a recommendation, I actually wouldn't feel comfortable recommending him to a, a another person today, even though that the quality of work wasn't, wasn't bad. It was good. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it's not what modern day customers expect today. And then like on the opposite, you know, like I had a, an electrician as an example, he sent me a link. I chose the time that I wanted as an example, I booked, I got an automated text message reminder. He sent me a link to pay via text message as an example. He sent me a survey to find out how the experience was. He texted me to say when he'd completed the job. And I just got like, it was just like such a different and like both Mm. people, although they did good quality work, Mm. but they were just like, yin and yang as an example so i guess like when we're speaking to customers today we're trying to explain that like doing this type of stuff like isn't an isn't a nicety anymore like it is a necessity um and businesses today the the concept we talk about is businesses today or or consumers today sorry expect amazon-like experiences 
from every single business they deal with, regardless if they're small or large. And that is fast, convenient, and digital. Mm -hmm. So like, if you're not offering those things to those, you know, three pillars today as a business, like if you're not getting left behind today, you are going to get left behind, you know, in, in, in the future. So I think like once people can maybe get their head around, like just because that's how I've always done it, isn't how I have to do it moving forward. And maybe trying to get them to realize what customers expect and it's also is changing right like people that are open their business today i think a lot of them are like digitally native versus maybe people that have had their business for 30 or 40 years we're kind of like moving them from analog to digital um mm -hmm. so it's a little bit different depending on like you know what end of the spectrum the particular you know trades business um is at um, but I think once they embrace it and, and see the like tangible results and like people are like, okay, this is actually really good. Mm. Just getting over that hurdle in the, in the first instance with any of these sorts of things, they involve change. Mm. And for those of you listening to this, Nick and I obviously talk a lot about what we do as mentors and coaches and our, our tradiepreneur program It involves a lot of change. It involves a change in thinking really. And Tony, I think it's the same with a product like BirdEye or a service like BirdEye, it's not a product, of changing the way we think about our business and certainly ourselves. Uh, and I, I, I just get so sad when I hear people say, oh, we get all of our work from word of mouth. We don't need to worry about marketing. You know, we interviewed somebody on the, on the podcast recently talking about marketing. It's such a, uh, an essential part of building a business that's going to work for you and provide you with cash flow and time and all the stuff that you want in your trade business. And sometimes you have to change your thinking a little bit. So that whole word of mouth thing, you can't turn on or off if you don't actually have a system behind it all. And this sounds like a fantastic way to actually systemize your word of mouth. Yeah, it's it's systemizing, but as I was saying, and and complementing. Like that's what I was saying, like with mm. trade businesses for us, we said them all the time. I'm like, guys, don't pretend like we're going to be this be all and end all as an example for you. Like we will complement what you're doing from word of mouth. We will increase the number of inbound inquiries that you get, and we will help you provide a better experience, you know, to your customers. But like word of mouth is, and and I, I just can't see that disappearing as an example in, in, in trades, right? Like someone does a good job for you. Someone else asks you, do you know a, whatever it is, you know, a, a pest control business, a plumber, whoever it is, you're going to refer them. 100%. And, and I think I like how you say, Tony, it's about complementing it um, rather than uh, replacing it. The I'm going to repeat something that I've repeated, I don't know how many thousand times in the last 15 odd years of working with business owners, doing a good job is not enough. You've talked about this already today, Tony. And, and unfortunately, I still see lots of trade business owners that believe in their heart that if they just do a good job at a good price, people will come back and it's not enough anymore. It's just not enough. It has to be a good experience. You know, it's got to be easy to do business with you. So um, I think keep that in mind listeners when you sitting there listening to this going on oh, another piece of software and it's more for me to do. And I already get plenty of phone calls. As Tony said, you know, you, you, you run the risk of getting left behind by your competition. And that, that, um, that phone call one's an interesting, um, you know, one for, for trades businesses. Cause sometimes when we, call people, you know, uh, they'll say, oh, I'm, I'm already getting, you know, lots of, uh, you know, calls as an example. And um, we'll ask them if they ever have like 
missed calls. And I go, no, 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 don't, don't miss calls. I go, well, you know, we tried to call you three times and, you know, we, we weren't able. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, to, yeah, but they didn't recognize your number, Tony, so you uh, must have been to, a telemarketer. Yeah, to, to, to get through. And, like, if you think about, like, some of, like, the automation pieces within software about, like, helping you save time. So, like, in our platform, if you have an, a number on, on Google as an example, let's just call it a 1-300 number. Um, if someone calls that number, and what will happen is it, our system can auto-direct it uh, to what we call a virtual receptionist, which is digital. It's not a real person. It essentially takes the message. And then if the person has called you off a mobile, it can send them a text and says, hey, just to let you know, we're currently on, we're currently on a job at the moment. What can we help you with? And then the customer feels like they're actually then texting back to the tradesperson because we, what we show traders is if you don't answer your phone, all that the customer does is they just call the next person on Google. Mm. So like, you just need to break that chain of communication. And then mm. secondly as well, like on your websites, people are like, you know, we talk about websites a lot. Like what time of the day are people most likely on your website? The busiest time of the day on websites between 7 and 10 p.m. at night. That's when you're not working, right? So if you don't have anything in place to communicate with your customers on autopilot while you're, while you're hopefully, you know, with your family or doing whatever you do at nighttime as an example, like you're missing out on lots of opportunities. It doesn't require any more work from you. You can actually get technology to like take some of the work off your hands. I think it's really important for those of you that are listening to understand that this these structures and systems are already out there in the marketplace for your clients. So they're experiencing it when they ring Telstra. They're experiencing it when they're navigating their way through their insurance companies. Or, or There's a hundred different ways that they're already experiencing this. And so they're coming to expect it. It's not abnormal now. I understand that there can be a fear around the uptake on some of these services where we do rely on AI and other systems to be in place for us to do that heavy lifting. Um, so often we hear back, yeah, but it's not a real person or won't they know? Yeah, they probably will. But you know what? They're, they're so conditioned to that's what's going to happen and they really want that immediate response. Otherwise, they're going to move on to the next person. How many times have you had a Facebook message in the middle of the night because somebody has an urgent need and they need to communicate with you now because they're going to be asleep when you wake up in the morning. doesn't mean that you need to be the person handling that response anymore. So I, I just think it's really important to understand that, yes, I'm sure there's some fear around taking on these digital solutions and we're being conditioned to consume these solutions elsewhere. It may as well be you on the forefront doing it for your trades business now and trying to reduce some of that load that you are currently carrying. I think texting is a big one that we hear from, um, you know, trades businesses as like a bit of a resistance or concern. Sometimes they're like, you know, I don't want to text with my, you know, customers because especially if they were from a certain, you know, age demographic, they're just like, everyone's so used to picking up the phones, but like if anyone today has, you know, like teenage kids as an example, and you ask them like, when was the last time you called your friends versus when was the last time you text them? Um, you know, they've probably sent 13 texts that day and have never called them on the phone. It's like people actually just prefer text message as a form of communication today. And like we have lots of studies to show, like if you can offer text message as a form of communication, customers prefer it. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, even if maybe you as the owner is like, but I prefer to speak to people on the phone. I go, yeah, but it's not what you want. It's what customers want today. And they want a text. You, you listening to this are not your customer. No. So using 
myself as a judge of what traders and business customers want is a terrible idea because I'm not traders and business customer. Uh, and I text my wife all the time. I prefer it. Um, <laughs> so Tony, <laughs> any, uh, any other points about bird eye that you, you think our listeners really should know, or, or just about, you know, this sort of approach to reputation management? Yeah, I think all the points that we've, you know, kind of, uh, touched on about like reputation management, just trying to think about it as a holistic form of marketing that can touch everything that you're already doing. Um, and the other uh, thing with reputation management, sometimes people are like, oh, I'm already busy. Maybe I don't need the reviews, et cetera, is you also don't know what you're not missing out on. And, and the reason I say that is like, imagine if you are on Google, one business has got 300 reviews, another one's got 100 and you've got 20 as an example today. It's not like people call you and say like, oh, Tony, just to let you know, I'm going to your competitor because they have better reviews. Yeah. They just yeah. they just go to the competitor. So like sometimes people don't actually realize the like tangible impact an amazing online reputation can have. And we have so many testimonials from our clients that say things like, now when people call us, they ask them like, oh, how did you find out about us as an example? And in so many cases, people say, the reason I found out about it is I read all of your online reviews and that's why I'm giving you a call today. So like, it just makes like a very tangible difference, um, you know, to, to a lot of businesses. I would suggest that if uh, any of our listeners are thinking, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe that uh, you give it a try. I mean, none of these solutions are forever solutions and uh, you, you know, even Coxie and I have tripped over some really cool stuff just by doing trials or having a crack at it um, and actually testing it out. Uh, it doesn't have to take a lot of effort to do that. Is, is that the sort of thing that you guys offer, Tony, uh, you know, for people to dip a toe in the water or have a yeah. demo or something? Yeah. So um, we do, um, you know, custom demos uh, for people and, uh, and we'll then link them up ideally with someone that's got expertise in that industry as well. So, Different people in our account executive team will normally work with different uh, industries. So if people want to organize a, a, a custom demo, we would find out a bit about their business first because we're not going to show them 40 different modules. So yep, yep. you know what would actually be relevant to them? Um, and then we'll also try to show them a few examples of trades and sometimes even in their specific like subset as an example. So we'll say, okay, you're a locksmith. Let me give you a few examples of locksmiths we work with. And we just show them like some before and afters. We say like, hey, this is before they worked with us. This is after as an example, just so they can actually get like a bit of an understanding of like what my results look like as an example. Nice. And Tony, uh, last thing, of course, is where can people find out more about uh, this amazing platform? Yeah. So um, so if people go to um, getbirdeye.com.au, um, that's the, the best place to find out as much as they want. And um, you know, we can also, you know, share a, a link if people do want to actually book in uh, a direct uh, demonstration with someone, um, you know, we can share a link and you can find a time on our, um, on our diaries to, to book in a meeting with anyone as well. Awesome. Using tech to book in to have a look at tech. Kind of yeah. makes sense. <laughs> so they can't ring you, Tony? What's that? Sorry? They can't ring you up? Uh, I, I don't think at the moment, I don't know if I want to be getting all those inbounds. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just want to talk to Tony on the phone. Yeah. Well, uh, I text yeah. them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, thanks for uh, being on the podcast, Tony. Um, certainly sounds like a great platform for our listeners to check out if you want to 
manage your reputation um, and perhaps, you know, get a bit more control over the word of mouth and continuing that uh, form of business to come in for you and uh, get in touch with the gang at BirdEye. Thanks, Tony. All right. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks, Tony. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.